the Legal Underground Podcast, Episode 40. On today's show, something a little bit different. I'm calling Litigation Radio. Litigation Radio, where the rubber meets the road. Well, hello, everybody. It's Evan Schaefer. Welcome to Litigation Radio number one, my new format, which I'm trying out today. It's been a while since I've had a podcast. I've been trying to get together the pieces for this new format, the Litigation Radio format, uh, which involved trying to figure out how all the pieces would fit together. I'll talk about the new format in a few minutes. If you haven't listened before, I'm a lawyer from the Midwest who does a lot of litigation. I've got a firm called Schaefer & Lemire in the St. Louis area. We're focused on plaintiff's litigation, primarily mass torts and class actions, which I've been involved in on a national scale since about 1996. Before that, I was a defense lawyer, a civil defense lawyer, for about six years. I wonder if I need to say that, civil defense lawyer. I used the word civil because I found that if I just call myself, well, I'm not this anymore, but in the past, if I called myself a defense lawyer, people would get confused and think I was talking about criminal defense. I haven't actually done a lot of criminal defense in my career. I've primarily been focused on civil litigation. So when I'm writing on my weblog about my past, I or about defense lawyers in general, I say civil defense lawyers so that people don't get confused unnecessarily. My weblog, by the way, is Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground. You can find it at www.legalunderground.com. So I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to take me to put this show together, but I'm recording this portion on October 29th, 2005, Halloween weekend. A great weekend in St. Louis with clear skies and temperature in the 60s. It's too bad I'm in the basement recording this podcast. But let me tell you what we have in store for you today on Litigation Radio Number 1. First, a discussion of the new format. Then some stuff about Vioxx, some stuff about the Supreme Court, and an interview with my wife and law partner, Andrea Lemire, who's never been on a podcast before, so that should be interesting. Five topics all together. So let's get started with the first one. I want litigation radio to feel like it's moving fast, even if it isn't. Topic number one. A new format. The new format. That was my 16-year-old daughter, Lydia, helping me out with the introduction. It's one of the things I want to do on litigation radio is get some more voices into the mix besides my own. I wouldn't say that I've abandoned the old formats. Just mixing things up a little bit. I used to do a lot of short podcasts, which I called law-related things that suck. Actually, that was primarily all I did in the early days, my early days of podcasting, starting about mm, January 2005. I haven't done a law-related things that suck since about episode 28, about 12 shows ago. I like those because they were short and they were simple. I'll probably do a few more of them sometime. Right now, though, I'm expanding my repertoire a bit. Litigation radio will be more narrowly focused than my other uh, efforts. I'm going to stick to litigation. That in itself is a broad topic, I think, but it's more narrow than just, uh, well, it's more narrow than talking about the law in general. Litigation is also how I spend most of my time, and it's what I'd like to hear about if I was choosing a law-related podcast to listen to. So on litigation radio which is going to come to you on the Legal Underground podcast feed from time to time. I'm going to do uh, more talk, less music, and more topics that are focused specifically on 
litigation. I'm also trying to keep it unscripted. In the past, when I do podcasts, I generally uh, write things out ahead of time. And then when I record them, I follow the script. Sometimes I, I diverge from the script now and then, but for the most part, I stick to it. I wanted to try to make it a, a little bit easier to do podcasts by keeping them unscripted. It's hard to do, though. It's hard just to sit here and barrel right through it without uh, somebody else in front of me to talk to. That's another reason why I want to add more voices to the mix. I think this new format will work really well for short interviews, starting today with an interview with Andrea Lemire, my wife and law partner, the other half of Schaefer and Lemire. She very rarely consents to be involved in my blogging or podcasting projects. But we did a little interview a few days ago, Don and Drew style, sitting at the kitchen table one night. I think it worked out okay. I'm going to play it as part of this podcast. Speaking of other voices on this show, I've also recruited my 16-year-old daughter, Lydia, to help me out. She's the one that's going to be introducing each of the five topics I'm going to discuss today. She wasn't too happy about being involved in my podcast. You can probably, you'll probably be able to hear that in her voice. But in any case, I think the next time I'll have a lawyer from Carrie and Donnie in St. Louis help me with introducing the topics and maybe get some of them on the show. Uh, Carrie and Donnie is where I was formerly a partner. I'm now of counsel to Carrie and Donnie on a few specific projects, and I, I have an office there in Clayton, Missouri, and I spend a lot of time there, and I will probably be able to recruit a few of them to help me out. You know, something else I'd like to do, which I, I think would make the show work really well, is to get another lawyer to co-host it with me, but not a plaintiff's lawyer. I'm thinking of a defense lawyer, somebody who defends civil lawsuits, somebody who's in favor of tort reform, perhaps, somebody who's very opinionated. Preferably, I'm looking for somebody in St. Louis so we could record these things in the same location. But maybe that's not, maybe it's not so important to have somebody from St. Louis. I suppose we could use the telephone or use Skype or something. I have a few people in mind, but if you have any ideas for me or if you'd like to get involved in this project, please send me an email. My email address is on my weblog, Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground. So you just go to www.legalunderground.com and you'll see my email address. Topic number two. A plug for Illinois trial practice. You have to say the Illinois Trial Practice weblog. It doesn't say that on there. I know, I forgot. <laughs> and the Illinois... Carrie. Wait, what am I saying? The Illinois Trial Practice weblog. Okay. Topic number two. A plug for the Illinois Trial Practice weblog. The Illinois Trial Practice weblog. Are those transitions from topic to topic too quick? I'm going to have to put it all together after the show and try to figure it out. As I said, I'm just test driving the new format today, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work out, but I do want to get the show recorded and get it out there. The Illinois Trial Practice weblog is another weblog that I have, and even though I don't talk about it very much, it's probably my favorite. You can find it on the web at www.illinoistrialpractice.com. That's one word, Illinois Trial Practice. One of the things I regret about Illinois Trial Practice Weblog, as I didn't name it very well. It's not limited to Illinois. In fact, I, I post to it three times a week, generally speaking, and that's what, 12 posts in a month? Probably just one or two per month are limited exclusively to Illinois. 
Otherwise, what I post there at IllinoisTrialPractice.com would apply in most jurisdictions throughout the country. I started the weblog about two years ago. I've done over 400 posts, each one of those being a short tip about litigation. The reason I do Illinois Trial Practice weblog is because when I was a young lawyer working at a firm that was then called Thompson and Mitchell in St. Louis, it was hard as a young associate finding things out. And what we did, and you know, it was a big civil defense firm with lots of lawyers, hundreds of lawyers. Nonetheless, it was hard to figure things out because everybody was busy and there was nobody to talk to. There was one associate, though, named Bill Dorothy, who was probably, I don't know, a fourth or fifth year associate back then, who you could always go and talk to for advice. He always had time to talk to the new associates about, well, pretty much any stupid question they wanted to ask him. And I always appreciated that. Bill's still around. He's not working at Thompson Mitchell anymore, which is now called Thompson Coburn. I think he's, uh, I think he's at Washington University Law School in St. Louis. But in any event, my thinking with the Illinois Trial Practice web blog was to kind of do a, a Bill Dorothy on the internet. I wanted a place where I could sort of give back to young lawyers some of the things that I've learned in my career by posting about those things, either as I think of them or as I come across them in my own practice. I used a web blog, in other words, as sort of a place to bookmark some of the things that I want to remember, but I also use it on other days as a place to do short posts about the basics of litigation. So you'll find a wide range of topics on the web blog. They're all organized into categories. Probably the most popular category is the one called depositions. I also have categories about jury selection, opening statement, closing argument, evidence, experts, direct examination, cross-examination, motion practice, legal writing, and a lot of others. If you're interested in litigation, either from a defendant's point of view or a plaintiff's, be sure to check it out. Topic number three. Vioxx litigation. Vioxx litigation. Are you sick of reading and hearing about Vioxx litigation? If you're like me, you probably are. It seems hard to escape it. I can't escape it personally because I'm working on the Vioxx litigation and I have, well, along with Carrie and Donnie and the other firms that form our team of Vioxx lawyers, we have over 2,000 clients. So I've been busy doing Vioxx litigation. But the press seems endlessly fascinated with it, too. I have a Google alert that tells me about the articles about Vioxx that are being written. It seems like there's something every day. Last week, it was all about Mark Lanier forming a dream team of lawyers and trying to get out of the federal litigation. Mark Lanier, of course, being the plaintiff's lawyer from the first Vioxx trial down in Texas, who, who won that particular trial. These articles last week about his dream team and about his desire to get out of the federal litigation don't make a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. I haven't gotten into it on my weblog because it seems to me that people are probably bored reading about Vioxx all the time. I might, uh, I might tackle the topic on another podcast, but today primarily I wanted to talk about Vioxx so that I could bring up the New Jersey trial, the trial that has been going on for the past seven weeks. You probably heard about the judge in the New Jersey trial becoming fed up with Diane Sullivan, one of Merck's lawyers. I have a clip to play of that particular episode where the judge had a problem with Diane Sullivan not wanting to sit down. Here's the clip. So you have two choices, Counselor. You either call Dr. Morrison by videotape now, or you call your next witness. And I'm going to take a short break so you can decide what you want to do. 
No, you may not. No, counsel, no, you don't need to make a record. You've made a record for hours. Counsel, you talk before I speak, not after. Ms. Sullivan, Ms. Sullivan, Ms. Sullivan, sit down and be quiet. Ms. Sullivan, sit down. Ms. Sullivan, sit down. Ms. Sullivan, sit down. Sit down. Ms. Sullivan, sit down or I will have you taken out of the courtroom. Sit down. Ms. Sullivan, I gave you an opportunity to argue. I gave you all the opportunity you wanted. I sat here and said, tell me what you want to tell me about this issue. I looked at 85 pages of your submission. I listened to you yesterday for hours. You have every right to tell me anything you want and to make your record before I rule. You have no right to do it afterwards. Once I rule, it's over, and then you can make your record to the appellate division. I just would like to address the ethical issues well, that's something. It makes me remember how frazzled people get after a long trial like that. I once had a trial in Baltimore that I second chaired that went on for three months. And boy, you get tired in a long trial and tempers can flare. But don't you feel a little bit sorry for those lawyers having to spend seven weeks in this pressure cooker where every time they open their mouth, some reporter is there to write an article about it? Chris Seeger is the plaintiff's lawyer, and he seems to be getting second-guessed by plaintiff's lawyers all over the country, so I feel bad for him. Diane Sullivan, meanwhile, seems to be under a lot of pressure, and she gets into her little brouhaha with the judge, and people start writing articles about whether it's part of Merck's strategy to make the judge irritated, and on and on. Two weeks ago, she was overheard uttering an expletive towards another member of her own defense team, which generated an article in the New Jersey Law Journal titled, Is the Vioxx Defense Team Splintering? It's just all this attention's a little bit silly. I mean, in a long trial, of course, people are going to become angry at one another from time to time, and it's not necessarily something that needs to be plastered all over the newspapers, unless there's nothing else to write about, which seems to be the case in the New Jersey Vioxx litigation. Although the trial ended, or is about to end, the defense closed last week. Um, closing arguments, I think, are going to be on Monday. So, there ought to be a verdict in the New Jersey trial, the second Vioxx trial, next week. Whether Merck wins this round or the plaintiffs win this round, I guarantee you're going to hear about it, even if you don't want to. Topic number four. Meet Andrea Lemire. What? <laughs> Meet Andrea Lemire. I'm going to put a little bit of thing in your voice. Okay, ready? Topic number four. Meet Andrea Lemire. Well, hello, Andrea. Hi. How does it feel to be on a podcast? Well, actually, quite exciting. And you know, I didn't do a lot of planning uh, for this particular interview because this is a new format, litigation radio, and I haven't tried it out yet. And I had five slots to fill, and I thought, why not fill one with you? Well, thanks. Well, no problem. Let's talk about being a lawyer. How long have you been a lawyer? Since 1992. And you're licensed to practice in Missouri and Illinois? Yes. Sort of like me? Quite a bit like you. Exactly like me. Um, although I've been a lawyer longer than you have. 
Yeah, it's because you're two years older than me. But, you know, for lack of a better topic, tell me what you like about being a lawyer, if anything. I like the people. I usually like my clients. How about your partner? I like you a lot. Thank you. And... But we don't work in any cases together, do we? Uh, yeah, we have farmer together, remember? Okay, well, that's the single case we have together. Yeah, because uh, we usually don't work on cases together. That's true. We have our own. You have yours, and I have mine. And why is that? Well, it just worked out that way. I mean, and also, we well, for a couple of reasons. We can't get along. No, because we each are stubborn and think of, think we know everything. But now we're starting over again. And we're trying. We've turned over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. On a particular case. Mm-hmm. On a big case. That's right. And um, we've been doing all right so far? Uh-huh. All right. So anyway, I cut you off. What were you talking about? About what I liked about being a lawyer? Yeah, you like the people, whatever that means. What else? Oh, I like going to court. I like... I don't like discovery. Maybe we should talk about what I don't like. I don't well, like discovery. If we talk about... We have a limited amount of time, but we talk about you, what you do like, it'll be a much shorter list. I like going to court and seeing other lawyers and having arguments. You like hobnobbing with judges. Well, that's not a, not a good word. I like, I enjoy people's company. Including judges. Well, yes, but including lots of people. I'm sort of a people person. Sort of like my baby Sam. He never meets a stranger. He's a very friendly baby. Mm-hmm. He's my baby, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you forget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he does seem quite attached to you. Yeah, well, that's a natural reaction, so you shouldn't feel so bad. I, I don't feel bad. Oh. He should be attached to somebody. <laughs> um, you want to have a regular podcast? I'm going to get my own podcast, I think. Oh, you are? Yes, I'm going to talk the, about things I like. Are you going to talk about law? Well, not very much. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> what will you talk about? Well, I have lots of things I like. I like my baby. I like landscaping. I like working outside in the yard. I like cleaning house, believe it or not. That's a little strange. Yeah. And it, it kind of makes you cranky. No, it doesn't. You like having the house clean, but you don't like cleaning the house. No, I don't mind cleaning the house. I don't like it when other people don't help. So I don't think there is a podcast about house cleaning. <laughs> I mean, that, that might actually be a pretty good niche for you. Well, I have all the secrets, or most of them. The secrets? Anybody out there? The secrets to house cleaning with Andrea Lemire. You can clean a floor really well. Mm-hmm. I use a toothbrush. Uh, landscaping and house cleaning. And shopping. A podcast about shopping. Are these separate podcasts? Uh, no, I think it's a day in the day in the life of a happy woman. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, next time you're on the podcast, will you come back? Um. Yes. I'll try to do a better job of uh, organizing my notes ahead of time. Organizing what notes? You don't have any. Well, I know, but next time I'm going to bring some notes, and I'm going to have them organized. Okay. Good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Topic number five. A Supreme Court update. A Supreme Court update. I'm back here live, again in my basement, on October 29th after playing that taped interview with Andrea. Thanks to Andrea for being on the show. It was fun. Sorry about all the laughing that we did. I hate I hate hearing other people laugh on, on, the, uh, on the radio or podcast. It sounds so much like morning FM radio. But then we went and taped in the kitchen and looked at each other and thought what was really silly, and that's how it played out, so I apologize. Anyway, 
Turning to more important topics, Harriet Myers, of course, bowed out of the Supreme Court race. I was saying a minute ago, I feel sorry for those lawyers in New Jersey having to be under so much scrutiny in the Vioxx trial, but who I really feel sorry for is Harriet Myers. She had a very long and a very distinguished career, which culminated in her working in the White House with President Bush, but that's not how she's going to be remembered in history. I think in, I think from now on, she's going to be President Bush's bungled Supreme Court nominee. You have people like Ann Coulter saying things about Harriet Myers like, well, here, here's what Ann Coulter said. However nice, helpful, prompt, and tidy she is, Harriet Myers isn't qualified to play a Supreme Court justice on the West Wing, let alone to be a real one. That was Ann Coulter's remark about Harriet Myers. You know, say what you want about Ann Coulter, but you got to hand it to her. She really knows how to get noticed. All you have to do is be mean. I think I should probably take a lesson from that in constructing my own podcasts. I think from now on, I'm going to have more of an attitude. I'm really just too nice. But nice or nice or mean, my analysis of the politics of Bush's Supreme Court picks has been pretty good lately. Even before Myers was nominated, I predicted that there would be a ruckus about the next nomination. I pulled out episode 28 of my podcast when I talked about the Supreme Court last, and here's what I said just after John Roberts was confirmed, but before President Bush picked Harriet Myers. I said, quote, that's why any way you cut it, there's probably no way Bush will be able to please all the Republican senators like he was able to do the first time around, which means that we might be in for some very entertaining legal drama in the coming weeks, close quote. That's what I said before Myers was nominated, and that's pretty much how it played out. Some very entertaining legal drama. And by the way, one of the most entertaining things about the legal drama was how it played out on the weblogs. If you haven't been reading weblogs about the Supreme Court nomination, you're really missing out. You don't get the half of it in newspapers, and you don't get the, the different viewpoints that you get in weblogs. I had a couple of favorites during the Myers nomination. I'll put links to these in the show notes, but... Ann Althaus had some great comments at her weblog, Althaus. Professor Stephen Bainbridge at his weblog, which is professorbainbridge.com. And Beldar of the Beldar blog. Just three examples of some really great and entertaining and insightful weblogs that made some great reading during the Myers debacle. If you're not reading those weblogs, you're really missing out. And with that, I think I'll conclude. I see the show has gone on much longer than I anticipated. I hope you enjoy the first test edition of Litigation Radio, which is coming to you on the Legal Underground podcast feed. I always end my podcast by saying that feedback is always welcome. And by the way, I've been getting some very nice feedback lately. Thanks to those of you who have emailed me. I really appreciate it. And please keep it coming, whether it's good or bad. If you like the show, be sure to tell your friends about it and have them subscribe for free at the iTunes Music Store. Thanks for tuning in. And please stay subscribed. This has been the Legal Underground Podcast. For more legal education, visit Evan Schaefer's Legal Underground at LegalUnderground.com. When it doesn't nauseate, it always entertains.